Chapter Twenty Nine of the Queen's Necklace by Alexandre Dumas. The translator is unknown. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Gail Timmerman Vaughan. Chapter Twenty Nine The Bargain. Then the ambassador consented to examine the necklace in detail. Monsieur Beaumet showed each individual beauty. On the whole, said Beausire, interpreting for Manuel, His Excellency sees nothing to complain of in the necklace, but there are ten of the diamonds rather spotted. Oh, said Beaumet. His Excellency, interrupted Beausire, understands diamonds perfectly. The Portuguese nobility play with the diamonds of Brazil, as children do here with glass beads. Whatever it may be, however, said Beaumet, this necklace is the finest collection of diamonds in all Europe. That is true, said Manuel. Then Beausire went on. Well, Monsieur Beaumet, Her Majesty the Queen of Portugal, has heard of this necklace, and has given Monsieur de Souza a commission to buy it if he approved of the diamonds, which he does. Now, what is the price? One million six hundred thousand francs. Beausire repeated this to the ambassador. It is one hundred thousand francs too much, replied Manuel. Monseigneur, replied the jeweller, one cannot fix the exact price of the diamonds on a thing like this. It has been necessary in making this collection to undertake voyages and make searches and inquiries, which no one would believe but myself. One hundred thousand francs too dear, repeated Manuel. And if his excellency says this, said Beausire, it must be his firm conviction, for he never bargains. Beaumet was shaken. Nothing reassures a suspicious merchant so much as a customer who beats down the price. However, he said, after a minute's thought, I cannot consent to a deduction which will make all the difference of loss or profit to myself and my partner. Don Manuel, after hearing this, rose, and Beausire returned the case to the jeweller. I will, however, speak to Monsieur Beausange about it, contained Beaumet. I am to understand that His Excellency offers one million five hundred thousand francs for the necklace. Yes, he never draws back from what he has said. But, monsieur, you understand that I must consult with my partner. Certainly, monsieur Beaumet, certainly, repeated Don Manuel, after hearing this translated. But I must have a speedy answer. Well, Monseigneur, if my partner will accept the price, I will. Good. It then only remains, accepting the consent of Monsieur Bossange, to settle the mode of payment. There will be no difficulty about that, said Beausire. How do you wish to be paid? Oh, said Beaumet, laughing, if ready money be possible. What do you call ready money? said Beausire coldly. Oh, I know no one has a million and a half francs ready to pay down, said Beaumet, sighing. Certainly not. Still, I cannot consent to dispense with some ready money. That is but reasonable. Then turning to Manuel, how much will your excellency pay down to Monsieur Beaumet? One hundred thousand francs. Beausire repeated this. And when the remainder asked Beaumet, when we shall have had the time to send to Lisbon. Oh, said Beaumet, we have a correspondent there, and by writing to him. Yes, said Beausire, laughing ironically. Write to him and ask if Monsieur de Souza is solvent, and if Her Majesty be good for one million four hundred thousand francs. We cannot, sir, let this necklace leave France for ever without informing the Queen, and our respect and loyalty demand that we should once more give her the refusal of it. It is just, said Manuel, with dignity. I should wish a Portuguese merchant to act in the same way. I am very happy that Monseigneur approves my conduct. Then all is settled subject only to the consent of Monsieur Bossange and the reiterated refusal of Her Majesty. I ask three days to settle these points. On one side, said Beausire, one hundred thousand francs down, the necklace to be placed in my hands, who will accompany you to Lisbon, to the honour of your correspondents, who are also our bankers. 
the whole of the money to be paid in three months. Yes, Monseigneur, said Beaumet, bowing. Manuel returned it, and the jeweler took leave. When they were alone, Manuel said angrily to Beausire, Please to explain what the devil you mean by this journey to Portugal. Are you mad? Why not have the jewels here in exchange for our money? You think yourself too really ambassador, replied Beausire. You are not yet quite Monsieur de Souza to this jeweler. If he had not thought so, he would not have treated. Agreed, but every man in possession of one million, five hundred thousand francs, holds himself above all the ambassadors in the world. And everyone who gives that value, in exchange for pieces of paper, wishes first to know what the papers are worth. Then you mean to go to Portugal, you who cannot speak Portuguese properly? I tell you, you are mad. Not at all. You shall go yourself if you like. Thank you, said Don Manuel. There are reasons why I would rather not return to Portugal. Well, I tell you, Monsieur Beaumet would never give up the diamonds for mere papers. Papers signed Sousa? I said you thought yourself a real Sousa. Better say at once that we have failed, said Manuel. Not at all. Come here, Captain, said Beausire to the valet. You know what we are talking of? Yes. You have listened to everything? Certainly. Very well. Do you think I have committed a folly? I think you are perfectly right. Explain why. Monsieur Beaumet would, on the other plan, have been incessantly watching us, and all connected with us. Now with the money and the diamonds both in his hands, he can have no suspicion, but will set out quietly for Portugal, which, however, he will never reach. Is it not so, Monsieur Beausire? Ah, you are a lad of discernment. Explain your plan, said Manuel. About fifty leagues from here, said Beausire, this clever fellow here, will come and present two pistols at the heads of our postilions, will steal from us all we have, including the diamonds, and will leave Monsieur Beaumet half dead with blows. Oh, I did not understand exactly that, said the valet. I thought you would embark for Portugal. And then? Monsieur Beaumet, like all Germans, will like the sea and walk on the deck. One day he may slip and fall over, and the necklace will be supposed to have perished with him. Oh, I understand, said Manuel. That is lucky at last. Only replied Manuel. For stealing diamonds one is simply sent to the Bastille, but for murder one is hanged. But for stealing diamonds one may be taken. For a little push to Monsieur Beaumet we should never even be suspected. Well, we will settle all this afterwards, said Beausire. At present let us conduct our business in style so that they may say, if he was not really ambassador, at least, he seemed like one. End of chapter 29